This passage from um, Deuteronomy, is on, it's, it's on giving, and it's, it's very scripted and very choreographed. Um, it, it's, it's the ritual of giving. It's the rite of giving. And we usually go through a rehearsal and go through a practice for, um, for rituals. We, we get our words right. You know, we, we have a, the wedding ritual. We have a rehearsal. For, for confirmation, when people join the church, we usually go through the steps of it to get it right. When, when people are ordained, we, we have practices to go through it and get it right. For graduation, we often, we often go through the steps of it and rehearse our lines. Uh, because those events are important passages uh, and, and give meaning to our lives. And so this meticulous passage in Deuteronomy 6, 26 is basically saying giving is a very important aspect of our life. And, and so, you know, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, take some of the first fruits of your harvest and go to the priest and say, I am bringing the, some of the first fruits of the harvest from the land which the Lord our God has given us. And you will give that basket of fruits to the priest. And the priest will take them. I mean, it's all choreographed. And the priest will take them and place them on the altar. And when the priest does that, you will say, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt, and we were sore oppressed and cast into slavery by the Egyptians. But the Lord, with a mighty hand, brought us out of Egypt and delivered us into this land. And so I give the first fruits of my crops to the Lord. And the priest will take this, place it on the altar, and you will then celebrate with the Levites and the foreigners in your land. It's all planned out. Giving is clearly out of gratitude. The Lord our God delivered us from slavery and brought us to this land. The giving is not coerced. It's not by compulsion. It's not done reluctantly. It's done cheerfully because the person is grateful. One is generous because of God's mercy and provision. Then it goes on to first fruit and tithing. Now, I have no idea how, how the Bible arrived at tithing, giving one-tenth of one's goods to the Lord. You know, I, again, I, I served a church where the finance chair, whenever we had to make a, a decision on giving church money or setting something in the budget, he would go around the room and say, I want everybody to think of a figure. And we'd all think of a figure, and he'd say, now give me your figures, what you're thinking of. And, and he'd say, okay, uh, some are as low as 5%, some are as high as 15%. Let's just say we'll give 10%. That's how he decided, and maybe that's how the Bible writers decided on tithing. You know, well, it seemed to be what the majority thought was good. First fruits 
What are the first fruits that we give? How do we determine what that is? Is it before or after taxes? Is it before or after we pay the mortgage? Before or after we pay utilities? After our retirement or before our retirement? Is it before or after what we set aside for our grandchildren? You know, I think even if we, after we go through all of that, there's still something to give. And there's often a lot to give. You know, and the Bible people also wrestled with this. The Israelites also wrestled with, you know, if I give this much, will I have enough to live on? And they lived life closer to the bone than most of us do. I want to look at the principle behind the rule of first fruits giving. It's first fruits, not last fruits. It's first fruits, not leftovers. Now, I always think day-old lasagna is better than fresh lasagna, but that's an exception. Most of us would prefer the first fruits to the leftovers. Fresh bread is better than day-old bread. You know, fresh pizza is better than week-old pizza. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got old bread in our refrigerator that's so hard it could pound nails. First fruit is the freshest. It's the juiciest. It's the warmest. It's the sweetest. Um, we have a garden and we raise pumpkins and tomatoes and asparagus. Um, zucchini. This is one of the last fruits of the tomato crop. Here, Jeff, would you like it? It's got mold on it. It's got rot on it. It's, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, do we give first fruits or leftovers? You know, and it's just not fruit, you know, or the clothes that I give away. Um, is that first fruit or leftovers? I served a church that um, had an outreach program, and one day the outreach director came to me and said, um, the high school is having its homecoming dance this weekend, and um, TJ doesn't have um, a shirt or a tie to wear. One of the families from the outreach program, and, and the outreach director said, could you, could you loan him uh, a shirt and tie? And I said, well, sure. And, you know, I went to my closet, and I found, you know, a couple of shirts I hadn't worn for a while. They were a little frayed. And uh, I found some ties I hadn't worn for a while. And, um, you know, I thought, well, if this gets ruined, if this gets stained, n no loss, you know. And so I, I took those and gave them to the outreach director to, to give to TJ. The next day, our son Nick came to me and said, I'm going to the homecoming dance. Can I have one of your shirts and one of your ties to wear to the dance? This time, it wasn't last fruits. This time, it wasn't leftovers. 
I gave him my best shirt and my favorite tie. With first fruit giving, the question is, am I giving what I value? Am I giving what is important to me? If I'm giving what's important to me, if I'm giving what I value, I'm giving myself. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not saying, oh, here, take this. It, I can live without it. It doesn't matter. Take it. Bishop O told the story of worshiping at a church in, in Africa. And the offering basket was coming down the row. And a, a woman who was not dressed very well received the basket. And she held this basket and just kept looking at it. Because clearly she didn't have anything to put in the basket. And Bishop O said she eventually got up and carried the basket to uh, the center aisle and put the basket on the ground. And then she stepped into the basket. She was giving herself. She was giving what she valued and what was important to her. If I am giving myself if I am giving what I value, I honor and respect the recipient of my gift. Here is a fresh donut. I just got it for you. Here is a stale donut. When do I honor the recipient? I honored Nick when I gave him my best shirt and my favorite tie. At the wedding ceremony, when the couple exchanges vows, they say, with all that I am and all that I have, I honor you. The belief is that in the marriage, one gives first fruits to the partner. If I honor, then the other person, the one to whom I give, is a priority. Yeah. Why do I run out of time? Why do I run out of money? In many cases, it's because that thing was not a priority. Something else was a priority. I took piano lessons for four years. Four years. I seldom practiced. There were weeks where I would go to the piano teacher without having practiced at all. 
there were weeks where I never even took my practice book out of my little briefcase where I carried my music. I would say I didn't have time to practice. But I had time to play football, I had time to play baseball, I had time to play basketball, I had time to watch TV, I had time to play cards with my sister, I had time to do lots of things. Playing the piano was just not a priority. I honored something else. If I give the first fruits of my time, if I give the first fruits of my money, I tend to have enough for those things that I prioritize. I had lots of coaches for all the teams on which I played. And every one of those coaches wanted that sport to be the priority for each individual on the team. They all wanted us to give our first fruits the best of what we had. They weren't happy with leftovers. If I give myself, and it's a priority, then I trust the one to whom I'm giving my gifts. That person who brought some of the first fruits of the crop to the priest was trusting God. Will there be enough? Will God provide? Will God look after me? The person in giving first fruits was putting his or her life in God's hands. They were trusting God. When I make Susan a priority, I'm putting my life in her hands. I'm trusting her. When I make King Avenue a priority, I'm putting my life in King Avenue's hands. I trust it. It's that simple thing of, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And if something is not a priority, I'm really not trusting it very much. Now what this first fruit giving does is establishes a connection with God. That's why the scripting here is so important and why this rehearsal of lines is so important. Almost all the rituals that we go through in life, marriage, the wedding, graduation, confirmation, ordination, all of that establishes a connection. The ritual of baptism, establishes a connection. The ritual of communion establishes a connection with God. And giving 
establishes a connection with God. But it's more than a connection with God. It's also a connection with humanity and our neighbor. In this ritual of giving first fruits, you know, it ends with, and the priest will put the gift on the altar and you will celebrate with the Levite and the foreigner in your land. You will celebrate with the high and the low. You will celebrate with all people God's good gifts. The individual that gives the first fruits is a conduit for God to share gifts with others. The Capital Campaign, one of the prayers that I've really enjoyed and really liked and means a lot to me is, Lord, what are you trying to do through me with King Avenue Church in ministry? It's the notion that we're a conduit sharing God's gifts with others. So first fruit giving is giving the best of what I have to what I love the most. And that can't help but be joyful and cheerful. It's acknowledging what's best. And it's acknowledging what I love the most. It is joyful, and it is cheerful. And first fruit giving is about gratitude and honoring and trusting and committing. And that does shape our values, and it shapes our priorities. It shapes who we are and how we spend our time and how we spend our resources. In this campaign, you know, it's coming together for transformation. And I've always heard it as transformation for the world, transformation for the community. But maybe it's first transformation of myself as I establish what are my values and what are my priorities and what I do honor and what I do cherish and what brings joy to my life. What is God trying to do through us with the ministry of King Avenue Church? God is transforming us and transforming the world. May it be so. Amen.